is there any kind of um, films, TV, or even a particular al- soundtrack album that you'd recommend people to go and have a, a listen to now? Mm-hmm. Even independent, they don't need to have seen the film because it's maybe the music is that good. Okay. There are a lot, I could say. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the score to... journey very wet very long but i made it not a good way to start the day no but i'm very happy to be here i was glad to be invited good good and you study music i do at the university of leeds so tell me a bit more about why why you do that and why what areas of music you're specifically interested in so i'm music has been it always been a part of my life um through primary school, secondary school. Um, Towards the end of secondary school, I wasn't sure if I would take it further because in terms of career and and things like that, it's obviously a bit challenging. Um, But like I almost did a a course in like urban planning, like geography, um, because I felt it would lend itself to more of a like stable career, <laughs> but instead I took a risk. <laughs> yeah, was um, it was it were you quite close in that respect? Because I know it's uh, when you kind of weigh up that career decision, I, you've got um, planning which might, as you said, might be more stable. And I literally s- split my personal statement in half. Wow! <laughs> between the two courses, I applied for like three of one and two of another, but in the end, I just had to follow my passion. You know. Um, and I'm glad I did because being here and being around the people here, the people that teach, the, pe- the other students, it's been great. Hmm. Obviously, it's tough to begin with, <laughs> as it was for everyone. But that's a that's a big risk, and it's one that's definitely good to do. At least try because there's so many different avenues that you can do with music, and you you just want to follow kind of the main passion first. Exactly, and and here in Leeds specifically, it's. You know, they've got a big focus on psychology, which is the course I'm on. And it was the first I heard that it even existed was looking through the Leeds Prospectus. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and that was, I'd already kind of made the decision really. And then to find out that they had such a strong focus on film music as well. Like I was taught by Dave, who has a PhD in film music psychology. And I just thought... I'm a nerd, but I thought that was the coolest thing. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like the standard of uh, teaching, or even kind of the background of the teachers, are so key. Um, yeah, exactly. You mentioned the the film music module is a really good place to start because we've got um, a lecturer in, in Spiro who's obviously very experienced and written a book on yeah. really in depth book on uh, Ilan Ekshiri's score. Yeah. Who, uh, for those who don't who might not know him, he composed the music for Stardust. That's, that's right, what he's yeah. most famous for. Um, Which but, actually has a character named Tristan. I didn't know that. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear that name much. It's no. always notable. Was it after you, do you think? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it has to be. No. <laughs> um, and he did a great, great book about that. And then he, he does a great job of having um, people in the industry. So Elanik Sherry and there was another, Toby Hewlin, who, yeah. who composed for BBC. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really useful to have those people come in. Um, so what kind of things do you like about the, the film music module? Uh, so the film school module was uh, 
kind of a thought I did in first year the film music module that Dave runs the kind of theory one whereas the film score one is a lot more practical and so it was a great kind of progression in that way um, and I'd, I'd been interested in doing film music up until that point but it was the first time that I'd really done it like seriously and you know obviously been marked for it um, but it was really useful the way he laid it out the kind of structure of he kind of week by week went through the process step by step and I found that to be really kind of illuminating and he wasn't holding back on saying the difficulties you'd face um, as part of that um, it was very it felt very realistic and it was the first kind of it was the first indication that a film music career was like possible and and clear showing the ways and how it might be possible um, in terms of how it actually went <laughs> I the so the library music one I was I was very happy with because it, it I feel like that kind of plays into my strengths just like short pieces quite simple did you um, again for so for the library music project the main idea was to um, compose a piece based on a particular emotion and that piece is not in relevance to any images or media. That's right. Yeah. Um, so what what challenges did you face there? Did you find it difficult to, or did you enjoy composing when you when you kind of just have that free reign to do what you would like? I enjoyed it, I think, because the way I compose is very similar to that. I will kind of just pick up on a, it's quite abstract, but I'll just kind of pick up on a feeling and and try and take that somewhere with what technical ability I I have, because um, I think that's maybe even the best way for me is just to use that you know technical ability that I've I've gained over the years to try and communicate something to a emotion a meaning even like a narrative if it comes to film but um, that so that kind of worked for me I, I ended up. I called it. I called it something like affectionate reminiscence. It's the most like vague, nostalgic kind of title that you could do. Two big words. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was a challenge to fit the brief because you had to think about like the edit points and things like that. Because it was library music, you had to make it so it could fit to any anything really. Um, so that kind of. Sp- those specific parts took a bit of thought, but in terms of the actual composing process, it felt very intuitive, and um, yeah, I, d- I didn't struggle with it too much. Uh, and then the actual film score at the end, <laughs> I struggled with a lot more, because mm. yeah, as you know, we had to do the f- we had to rescore a five minute animation. Um, I picked the Paperman one, um, and I had all these ideas of things I could do but it was at the same time as all the other assessments were coming in and and I wanted it to be you know amazing perfect as as you do but <laughs> just in terms of the time I had to try and bring it all together and how much other stuff was going on at the same time I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that it wasn't necessarily going to be what I wanted it to I'm still happy with it um but there are, I know there are a lot of things I could improve and I've, I've been trying to since but <laughs> it, it was made very clear to me in the feedback that there, there was areas for improvement yeah 
What what did you find? So one of the limitations in that kind of project hmm. is the fact that we're juggling other things. So we've got yeah. timelines and other pieces of work as well. Um, and I'm sure that kind of maybe in 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 a future setting, if you were um, if you did have the same task to do, hmm. then you could have you could spend a lot more time researching different ways or different ideas for it and then implementing them and taking a lot of time so did you but did you feel there are any other limitations in kind of using a software or um yeah not having access to certain things that might have helped even maybe a few live performers i don't don't know but is did you find there was any other limitations well that's interesting because i did i used a live performer i had sophie you know sophie play Mm. um clarinet and it was that did pull up some limitations in terms of I didn't personally have the skill to blend the synthetic elements like the the MIDI instruments with the live instruments and it sounded great and what she recorded was brilliant but I just I didn't have the like in terms of the mix and the the whatever else you would do to make it work together I just didn't have that the time to try and work it out or just the ability to do it in the first place and it was um, and that comes from I think because I use logic but I'm only just coming like getting to grips with it as as I'm going through this course um, and I, I learn something new that you can do with it every time I go on so it's that was it was good as an opportunity to learn to learn it some more but it was still a learning curve and I, I, I did the best I could with yeah. it but yeah <laughs> that's good and I'm not too familiar with um, the film theory that you did with yeah. with Dave so could you highlight kind of a few maybe lectures or even kind of moments where you thought oh I really kind of understand that or I'm really going to apply that to, to my work like what kind of things did you did you learn in that so that that was also laid out really in terms of the structure really um clearly it was it was i think he did it almost chronologically so he would look at i suppose it was a mixture between like theory and history uh because he looked at kind of eras of cinema and the way that film music evolved through them um so like uh classical hollywood into sort of 60s and and then so on <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I did it but uh, it it gave me kind of a vocabulary to use to describe the things that I'd been interested in up, up to that point like in particular uh, things like cinematic codes and the way that composers consciously or subconsciously will use different associations with other things <laughs> to to um to inform the music like i think there's cultural codes to do with different cultures and how they're represented in music cinematic codes like certain things to do with the actual film camera movements so on um do anything to do with characters or is well, that more of a theme yeah character theme maybe there was a lot on um leitmotif as well and the ways that's used or not as the case may be um 
which is something I'm also really interested in. Uh, just kind of repeated themes in music and how they get developed and how they become so recognisable and what makes us come back to them. Because I know I come back to it, like, I'm doing an applied project now on, on thematic music in sci-fi in particular and kind of just as informal research I, I, I was we're going through like Spotify of different soundtrack albums and with the suspicion that the most popular ones would be the ones with strong thematic content and I found that to be true <laughs> and so that's really interesting to me that even if it's a really great atmospheric soundscape or a really great kind of whatever else film music can do it's always the themes that I think particularly in terms of soundtrack albums get people listening to film music and why it's so popular I think and what are some examples of the most popular soundtracks in in those sci-fi films so I've been looking at a wide range it's both tv and and film you've got like I've, I've stayed with contemporary but in terms of tv you've got like Doctor Who Dark, Stranger Things, uh, Lost, and on the film side you've got uh, Arrival, Ex Machina, Annihilation, Interstellar, all sorts really, and it, it's it's a wide intersection of genres as well. You've got like adventure, like Avatar, or space, or horror, even. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but in terms of m- the most popular. It tends to be like obviously theme tunes, yeah. um, and then um, character themes as well, or just melody is a strong is a strong one. But also in terms of like things that aren't melody, especially with people like Hans Zimmer or Ludwig Göransson, it's kind of more of a timbral thing. They might have a big drum that comes in every now and then, and it. it just the impact of that really resonates with people and they want to go back and find it in an album later on or just a particular like arpeggio sound or I don't know <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have to be melody is yeah. the thing just something recognizable and identifiable in its own right yeah so with regards to if I'm thinking of film genres now mm. um maybe let's if I picked out comedy for example Particularly, like, a a lot of American comedies, I feel that they have... They don't have many compositional aspects. They do use a lot of pre-recorded existing music, Mm. and they all use a lot of kind of similar kind of indie pop in in those kind of comedies. Yeah. Um, And, for example, a lot of horror films would use instrumentation with a lot of string Mm. um, create to create quite an eerie feeling. There's a lot of similarities is, is what I'm trying to get at there. So are you finding that through most of the albums with the shows and the films, do you find a lot of similarities in the instrumentation and everything that they use? Absolutely. The more I look into it, it again, it's been very busy, so I haven't had looked into it much, but the more I look into it, I find really interesting commonalities across different obviously it's all under the umbrella of sci-fi but the different genres that intersect with it kind of have their own musical languages in a sense it so for example you've got um is it ex machina and blade runner 2049 both a really interesting thing that popped out to me is that they both have ai as the as a theme of the film 
and two of the main cues from those soundtrack albums are at the first instance of AI showing up in the film are these really quiet kind of synth glockenspiel melodies and they both have that I don't know if it's a direct influence between one or the other but the fact that that very specific theme is represented in a very specifically similar way is just is just one interesting example and I don't know that's what's fascinating to me is why both of those different composers I just had to check that <laughs> different composers um chose that same thing for that same theme um and then you've also got like on a broader level things like romance is often still strings based even in sci-fi maybe with some other elements mixed in or something interesting is like western like take the mandalorian which in a sense is a space western (laughs) (laughs) um and so that has really like lonely instrumentation and it's got that kind of pounding you know i don't know the theory to know like the intervals i'm thinking of the main theme but that kind of Mm. thing is very reminiscent of even like classic western stuff and the way that gets brought into sci-fi is really interesting to me and so i think when you have a genre genre as broad as sci-fi because it's most things can come under that it kind of I've lost my point. <laughs> I'm st- it's still in the very early stages of me yep. researching this stuff, so it's all still coming together. Yeah. But it is, I feel like I'm touching on a lot of interesting things. I just need to flesh it out a bit more. <laughs> Definitely. No, it's really interesting. And I, I, I've i always been a bit confused with sci-fi because mm. I don't... It's science fiction, isn't it? Um, but it, in my head, sci-fi... The first film I think of randomly is Gravity. Okay, um, which I've not seen. Mm, it's It's quite good. Okay. It's probably not as good as, uh, but then you, obviously you you've mentioned quite a few like Interstellar and Blade Runner. Those, yeah. those are the things that come to mind. Um, obviously you, you've also got Star Wars, but hmm. some things that don't necessarily is, is something like Ex Machina because it's quite. Um, well, yeah, for me, science fiction just kind of means out of this world or, or things that are of fiction. Okay. Um, whereas something like Ex Machina, while it is obviously fiction it, it, it doesn't feel too far away <laughs> that's well that's a scary thought but yeah. true um yeah I, a really interesting distinction that i've used to conceive of it and i don't remember where i heard this from but what separates science fiction out from like fantasy something like lord of the rings or that is is that science fiction is rooted in ideas of science and kind of exploring the possibilities of science so you've got space is a big one AI um, robots I don't know obviously Star Wars is self explanatory Mm. Um, but if there's a theme of science in there there are some like debatable ones like I'm not sure if you've seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Mm. that is I've I've drawn on it in my project because whilst it's largely a romance story, the the I won't spoil it too much, but the driver of the plot is to do with kind of a use of technology that we don't currently have and so it's kind of a 
a potential, a kind of look into the future uh, in, a, in a scientific way, and that to me still falls under the umbrella of sci-fi, but it intersects with that other genre, and so the music is really interesting as a result of that. But that is, that's how I qualify it. That's a good, I like that. I like that. I hadn't thought of that because there is a huge difference between that kind of fiction side, maybe just something out of a book, mm. and, and science fiction. Um, how, what, what's the main aim of your, don't want to sound like a, a lecturer, but what, what are the main aims of your, what, your applied project? What do you hope to find out in your research? See, I had a meeting about this yesterday where That's I good. discovered <laughs> that I don't really have one yet. <laughs> okay. But I think it's heading in a direction of, because there has to be a practical element with it, I'm probably going to do some kind of film scoring. And what I hope to learn from that is I want to keep that idea of different genre interactions as a big part of it. So... I'll kind of be learning how to develop different themes relative to their genres but keep it rooted in that kind of sci-fi music language discovering what that is how it came to be um, how to use it how to make it work in logic <laughs> um, and maybe an element of kind of if I can psychology to that as well sort of the way if I can do maybe some kind of audience survey, the way it, it it's perceived by audiences, um, how effective it's perceived to be, how it communicates the message I'm trying to get across, and just play around with it, really experiment. I'll probably try and do at least two or three different ones, maybe from different genres. Um, but yeah, still early days. I should maybe be a bit further along than I am, <laughs> but that's fine. No, it's fine, yeah. It's great that we have the freedom, uh, or you have the freedom to, to kind of explore all of those things and have that project that's completely yours and mm. just based off your interest, but also interest that you picked up over the last couple of years from the from the modules as well. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean, it could have been anything really, and that's the struggle for me is that there's so much that I want to look at and so much that I want to do. I kind of picked sci-fi arbitrarily because it was you know there's a lot of things I've seen recently and growing up that are rooted in that genre and that uh, mean a lot to me but it could have been anything mm. and it was but that's that's my goals now because there is so much freedom I have to kind of encourage myself to um, narrow it down and say even though that's really interesting and I'd love to read about it I can read about it another time and just kind of pick a clear question and try and answer it mm, yeah <laughs> through the project yeah it's difficult when you've got so many in interests in prioritizing certain things that are, are due sooner mm, um yes exactly what what about because obviously this involves a lot of films mm. and a lot of kind of watching films and and, and investigating or just seeing how the music plays a part in the film mm. um so i would say i guess my question would be are you are you kind of engaging with a lot of this kind of media at the moment and kind of another add-on to that is the difficulty with that is that you really obviously enjoy the sci-fi films and tv but sometimes it's a case of uh, like i remember i tried to watch um encanto last year and kind of like for the first time and, and, and study how the music was used mm. um, 
but it, it's weird because you kind of want to do one or the other. You just want to sit back and view the film. Yeah. Or you kind of want to have the, the theory head on and try and, oh, that was interesting what they did with the music. So does that make sense? It's quite difficult to... It does, yeah. ...between the two. And I think I, I, I agree that it's quite difficult because... I mean, these are these are films and TV shows that most of them I've only come across in the last couple of years. I mean, as as I get my my interest in film and film music was is actually a fairly recent thing. Just sort of as I was coming here to uni, that was sort of growing and developing. I started watching a lot more films, and a lot of those ones that I'm studying are included in that. And so I haven't most of them I haven't seen again since I first watched them. Um, but I do listen to the scores a lot, the soundtracks, and as you said, what I should be doing, I think, <laughs> is is having that kind of analysing head on and trying to think about what it's doing and how it's doing it, but really when it comes to just, like, telling myself I'm going to listen to this now and I'm going to, you know, kind of try and study it, I end up just listening to it and enjoying it, <laughs> which I, I get... You know, a lot of personal gain out of, but in terms of academics, is not helping me much. <laughs> but I've, one way I tried to kind of counteract that is by transcribing. So to take it like really sitting down and with just one piece and trying to lay out note by note, note by note, and see what it's doing. Um, which I gave up on very quickly <laughs> because it was um, again kind of overworking myself I don't need to do that for every single one um, and in the meeting yesterday as well it, it kind of became clear that I should just pick out some key ones and focus on those but I did find that helpful um, because it's not something that I really think about and and to lay something out on, on a sheet music it, it makes it very easy to kind of process and analyse just because you can see it but I guess it, I, it's helpful to be visual in that way rather than just let it come into your ears and then sit there but yeah that's a good point because we are quite visual learners so yeah. it kind of helps to see that or almost actually when I'm listening to a piece of music and I follow the score along with it and that really does mm. help as well yeah absolutely otherwise I just end up kind of getting absorbed in it and <laughs> don't yeah look into it that much and you mentioned obviously beforehand because it's interesting when you're Obviously, we've all had an interest in music. That's why we're here, or mm. at least I hope we do. Um, but obviously, that that changes over time. Mm. Um, so an example would be for me, I was quite interested in performance, but I think okay. over the last few years, I've been a lot more interested in the psychology aspect of things. Yeah. Uh, and even more, maybe more the technical side, so using um, digital audio softwares and, mm. and stuff. Um, but obviously, how have your kind of tastes changed over time and do you feel that film music is kind of your main aspect and goal at the moment so over time I mean back to the very start <laughs> when I was like four or five my oldest brother inspired me to start drumming because um, he was in it in a, a band and I thought it was cool <laughs> it, was, it was like a, I think it was like a Blues Brothers cover band you know the Blues Brothers mm, wow yeah I thought that it was so cool and one of the other band members was like I went to a concert of theirs and one of the other band members was like, oh, you should you should start drumming. I was like, okay, cool. That's the rest of my life sorted. Mm. Um, and so I was drumming for a while. I picked up guitar and put it down a few years later. <laughs> but 
and then when it came to obviously I was, I was in my house there's a lot of music around as well um, a few of my other family members are very involved but I sort of through playing came to be a part of it and, and started to join ensembles in secondary school and then when it came to GCSE I picked up piano as well because my mum quite rightly said that I'm not going to get very far with drumming because they don't know how to assess it and they don't know and it's a useful skill to have because up until that point I was like mid-teens and I didn't really know how to read notes, music that wasn't drums I didn't know where C was I didn't know like which if I was going to take music further I probably needed mm. so that's when I picked up piano um, so still during that time the focus was performance as it is for most people but also with the the piano at home I would start to just kind of compose sort of informally I never recorded anything I never wrote anything down but it just it I would have these again without trying to sound too abstract ideas in my head mm. and I would try and recreate them just on the piano and see how far I could take them and then obviously that became formalized through like study GCSE A level putting it down on Sibelius and and trying to make something of it and that so my interest then shifted because I love doing that even though it's inherently kind of deeply unsatisfying especially when you're <laughs> you know it's it's so it's something so clear in your head mm. and you can't really get it out because of your software or your technical ability or something yeah. like that but what what do you find is the difference between that and improvisation in in a, in a sense of obviously you're creating ideas but but it, it's improvisation in a way but I think maybe the difference for me it would seem because I only really do improvisation it, it would seem that you're kind of wanting to just plan out these ideas but kind of stick to them and continue playing them and adapting exactly, them yeah. is that right I think that's it I think it's forming a call it one a piece a uh, uh, just something a tangible completed ideally um thing that you can come back to and it has an identity and you can point to it and say this is insert name here i've made it the same way that you'd make a piece of art or a piece of something else and it, it, it improvisation is very valuable in the process of that to me especially with drums instead of actually properly practicing i'll just mess around but um to have that completed object that you can put into like a library or a portfolio or something just to have and that's something that you've achieved is really valuable to me and and to have it as a kind of unified thing as well that it kind of giving across some kind of message or meaning uh, in 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 all, all one package i think is is really valuable to me um but I d that's come more recently at the time when I started it was a lot more technical like composer quartet, composer it was, it was all very briefed and, and stuff like that and I, I was starting to get really excited by jazz um, my A-level composition was going to be a, a massive kind of jazz big band piece got cut off by Covid I've been meaning to finish it for three years, still haven't <laughs> um and then I came here 
stopped composing for a long while besides um besides the modules um but then my interest in films and thereby film music grew and that became the main focus so still composition but also film music and and film music composition mm. as a as an offset of that but more recently I joined the ensemble performance module um, <laughs> just because I felt a little bit out of touch with playing the drums and I wanted to see if I could still do it in, in, in any kind of meaningful way and it's been quite a rewarding experience it's challenging but it's nice to balance things out again because I think playing your instrument is more important to composition than I realised and maybe other people do too but you have to be making music to make music mm. if that makes sense you have to be practising and playing in order to come up with these ideas in the first place exactly yeah yeah. do you find it I always find it quite difficult when you know when you're quite creative and you've got all these ideas I mean I've got I'm so glad with something like this podcast it's managed to to, to stick on but there's, there's a lot of things in, in my life that I've done about half of so mm. whether that's a song or like writing lyrics for a song or composing a song um, whatever it might be it's so difficult because you kind of get to a good point yeah. and like even on Logic there's quite a few kind of unfinished projects but you, you just kind of have another idea and it's do you, do you find it hard to kind of juggle those being of my life yeah it, I have <laughs> hundreds <laughs> maybe around probably a hundred like projects Sibelius or Logic that are just 8 or 16 bars of something I thought was really cool and have never come back to um, which is why it's so rewarding to me to actually finish something um, and it's something I've been making more of an effort to do because it is difficult and it, and it helps having you know deadlines um, and getting marked on it because it gives you a sense of responsibility, which I would like to be able to generate for myself, but it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really underrated point. As yeah, again, if you're being quite creative, if there's a an essay or a piece of work, mm. particularly the the ones that we've discussed in film music that you have to submit, um, as much as it is stressful, it's actually quite nice because it's something you actually have to finish in order to get a grade. So yeah, and and with essays. It's interesting because I'm I'm I actually find practical things a lot more difficult than kind of writing. Writing I can get through fairly comfortably, which is helpful for uni, but also I don't get much out of it. I don't get much enjoyment out of it. Um whereas practical stuff maybe because it's so much of a challenge and because it's yeah, because of that, it becomes so much more rewarding when you complete that challenge and when you achieve something and get something from it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. That's fine. Um, because Thanks. of the booking. We haven't discussed uh, any kind of music psychological <laughs> aspects, and there are lots of questions um, about kind of what you're interested in. So we're going to have to do that on a future episode, unfortunately. That's absolutely <laughs> fine by me. I've had a great time. Just as we finish... Is there any kind of um, films, TV, or even a particular al soundtrack album that you'd recommend people to go and have a, a listen to now? Mm. Even independent, they don't need to have seen the film because it's maybe 
the music is that good. Okay. There are a lot I could say. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the score to... It might be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I've literally just listened to it in the last two days. I'm not going to go with the massive like one that means a lot to me. I'm just <laughs> going to go with something really cool I've mm. heard in the last few days. And it's it's a romantic film. It's a sci-fi film. And the way those two elements blend, like really soft piano string orchestration mixed in with these really cool kind of very 90s effects, like reversing and kind of manipulation of different signals and stuff I don't know how it works but <laughs> that blend works so well and there's like five or six cues which I'm listening to a lot right now because they're just so enriching mm. it's it's yeah it's a great one I recommend lovely and you can also watch the film as well if you're great film very good film <laughs> lovely thanks very much for coming on thanks so and much for having me I've I'll... had a great time Fantastic. I'll speak to you next time. Yes.